Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 166 of the 167 Podcast. That's a lot of numbers. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my very good friend, your media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going really good. We're in season four. I wonder if I should start saying, welcome to season four episode, but it's all still the episodes. Yeah, the only thing run. that changes is like the little graphic yeah. that pops up. And when I we, noticed that. And when we started... It used to just be the channel yeah, art, yeah. So no, I was doing it, and no one yeah. could see it. I think is it green now, or did that change? Was that the previous one? No, this remember. year's green. Okay, Last year yeah. was purple. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. it. So yeah, welcome episode one sixty six. How's green it going? Season. It's the try. How's it going? It's going well. I'm tired. I don't really. I am. Not. I worked Christmas this weekend uh, for the girls, and I wasn't out there as much as some of the team. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of tired. I think I need, sometimes I need like recovery time takes longer as we get older. Yes. So yes. I think I need like one more good night's sleep and then I'm, I'm raring to go. Yeah. So. And, and it's not like, you know, you have events that are emotionally taxing mm-hmm. or they're physically taxing mm-hmm. or they're spiritually taxing. Mm-hmm. That is all of those. It's <laughs> it kind of like a Jesus's life weekend. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, you 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 hear 15 talks over the weekend, and you don't do a lot of physical stuff, but, like, you are physically tired. I don't well, know why. You the have hours like, are kind yeah, of it's long. Yeah. long. It's great, though. It's really but, good. And to actively pay attention mm-hmm. is a physical activity. Yeah. yeah. Like, it takes, it takes energy it really does. to pay it attention. Does. Yeah. So, and I've I actually listened to a podcast about that. Mm-hmm. Is that sit if it, if you're not used to sitting in a room and listening yeah. to someone else, it is yeah. physically taxing to do so. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, in seminary, I would do intensive classes so I could be on campus for a shorter period of time, but I would be in class from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh, that sounds awful. And usually the professors are pretty cool, and they'd be like, you know what, come in at 9 tomorrow and take another 30 minutes for lunch and Maybe by the last day, you know, we'll be done at four instead of five, you know, so it was cool. But I was wiped out because it would be like a five-day intensive class. And, whew, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a lot. So, yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Speaking of, you asked me how I'm doing, and this is a kind of a side thing, um, but I, I thought this is a good audience to share this thought with. I'm going to need to set up probably some, like, hidden – camera type deals in my house because I'm pretty sure someone has been coming in and, and here's why, because I've noticed in the last month or so that both of the hairbrushes I use have gray hair in them. And, um, that obviously couldn't come from me. So I'm thinking an old person, older person is sneaking in and using my hairbrushes and then sneaking back out of the house. Daggum, Andy. And no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. My I mean, that's long. what I first thought. Yeah. So, well, they're long. They're long, uh. silvery strands of hair. And obviously, they're not coming from me as a 54-year-old woman. I have so, some as a 32-year-old. 
<laughs> so, and I just, I really just set all that up because I wanted to see if people were paying attention because I saw your eyes go, what? What the heck? Yeah. Someone's sneaking. What? Well, and then you went into the hairbrush and was like, oh. Okay. So no. <laughs> I know. That's, there's my corny joke. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm getting older. That's the whole point of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everything hurts. You know. Yeah. So. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I worked out for the first time since Christmas. Yay. So, and I took some pre-workout, so I'm kind of like jonesing. Like, <laughs> I did not burn enough calories, I don't guess, while I was at the gym. Because I, I feel like I've taken like two Red Bulls or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But I, I wanted to ask you something. Okay. And it's something I've noticed because of, not because of, well, because of, working out and going to a gym and being around people that I'm not normally around. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find we, we've talked about being siloed as a person on staff from each other, but do you feel like sometimes you're siloed even in the church environment? Cause what I'm noticing mm-hmm. is that um, working out is like the only thing I do Mm. that probably doesn't have some church people involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to a completely mm-hmm. different circle of people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. It's given me opportunities mm-hmm. to talk to other people and and listen to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, today I actually had a conversation with a guy um, who happened to see the Porch Community Church hat I was wearing mm-hmm. and asked, asked a question about it, and we had a 30-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. But... Up until then, I didn't realize yep. how siloed I actually was. Yep. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing for people in ministry, especially. It's a it's a real thing for people who are very involved in their church as as lay leaders, because you know whether that's a serve team or whatever they're doing, because you are so invested in that 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 it takes a lot of your time, and you end up not not having that. But without a doubt, I feel that way, which is why. Um, you know, this kind of series of, of, uh, injuries I had, which kept me from getting into pickleball, like I wanted to now over a year ago. Um, cause I really enjoyed those first few mm-hmm. and I was like, this is going to be great, you know, and get to know people and, um, outside of that, that world. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's real. And it's, um, I mean, I've, I've read stuff through the years. I want to say Carrie Newhoff did an article or, I don't. I might have been a podcast, but I think it was an article um, <clears throat> about the need for people in ministry to. And were you talking specifically in ministry, or just people who are super involved? I, you know, I I was honestly talking about people that are so involved in in mm-hmm. whether it's work or like one facet <coughs> of their life that they don't so, actually have. So for us, it's just it's ministry, it's ministry. Yeah, but, but for others, it's mm-hmm. it it's honestly. N- you need to find yourself not surrounded by like-minded people mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Because you can build yourself into a silo. Well, yeah. And and that's a a constant um like it's either we we need to be aware of it mm-hmm. because we need to kind of push against that a little bit. Um otherwise we we will just I think there's a social a sociological aspect of we mm-hmm. want to, uh, well, for instance, you want to be healthier and you want to go to the gym. Yeah. So 
the common denominator there is there's other people there that want to be there, especially mm-hmm. if you're going at five in the morning or yeah. whatever it is you're going. I mean, people are committed, they're dedicated, and they're doing that. Um, so you're getting to know them. But if if um, you worked out with the same people all the time for a year running, that's going to become its own thing, unless there's like a constant mm-hmm. flow, flow of, of, people. of new people. Um, there's a term called in sociology called third place. I think mm. we may have talked about this before. Um, but it's it refers to the social surroundings that separate us from the the first two places, which is home and work. Yeah. And that people have a third place. And <clears throat> and most people are have one. And for a lot of people that we know it is church. It's yeah. their third place. But then there's other people who it is the gym, or it's a specific hobby, or those kinds of things. So I think there's a challenge there for us to um, uh, maybe not just have a third you know, place or space, but a third and fourth and fifth. Yeah. But then you start to bump into time, and what does that look like? You know, and yeah. do you have enough, or mm-hmm. does it cost money? Yeah. You know, because usually our hobbies are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was just <clears throat> interesting because mm-hmm. when I started to look back on it. There are some weeks, especially when we're in like a holiday season or something, I'll talk to Kara and mm-hmm. then the church staff, and that's the only human interaction I'll have for the entire week. Yeah, yeah. Just because of that's the way. And then your community group. Well, I'm saying even oh without like even if the school if school's out oh that goes yeah, away. So then, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So yeah. it gets even more isolated mm-hmm. in like holiday times, mm-hmm. and and some someone. Like I mean, I've I've been a therapist has told me this once is that I suffer from seasonal depression mm-hmm. and isolation is a big sad issue. yeah seasonal affective disorder yeah something like that yeah <laughs> but um, isolation is a big like instigator of that yep so he so when I was looking back on that I was like oh if I don't have something that puts me around people, mm-hmm. then I've, I'm isolating myself. No oh, one yeah. is doing it to me. I'm doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just realizing today how important, not only from the physical health, mm-hmm. about the emotional and spiritual health of being around other people mm-hmm. and being outside of uh, specifically the ministry side is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's something that I um <clears throat> I notice and I love being able to be around people that I that don't know me as pastor or um anything like that because I can then just I don't know, I just I like that and I like just being seen as someone not not to separate myself from who I am because in those opportunities when when it's appropriate and that's it usually comes out somehow i'm a believer yeah um but i don't necessarily go and i'm a pastor you know yeah a lot of times i'll have something porch related on some sort of Same. porch merch i had this happen actually this weekend uh, i had on a porch sweatshirt and someone said oh do you go to the porch and i said yes ma'am and then we can, can went through the whole conversation you know and they were talking yeah. about their granddaughter was there and, and, and here and so i and i never you know yeah. She was just like, it's great. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, that's kind of an off topic, but no, but um, I mean, that's, it's exactly what I like. The, 
the gospel came up because mm-hmm. of the swag we were wearing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it didn't go back to my role in the church. That's right. It was just about me being a Part believer. Of the church. Which I think is an incredible segue into what I wanted to mention today. Because I, I tacked on Sunday a, a statement, which I think I did. I jokingly said that really just should have been the whole sermon. We could have gotten out a lot early and gone gone to lunch. <laughs> but I tagged this on, which is this statement. We're talking about um, Balo, the invitation, talking about casting the good news. I mean, I almost feel like we're mixing art too many metaphors with this. But... Um, <laughs> Receivers of the gospel, this was a statement I made Sunday, receivers of the gospel should be should be transmitters of the gospel. So a couple of things in regard to your question. First of all, it doesn't say that um, pastors should be transmitters of the gospel only. Mm-hmm. Um, we should, yeah. but as well as. Um, but if, we, if, if a person who receives the gospel, who has heard it, believed it, lives it, should also be a transmitter of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about what I would call these third places, these third spaces, um, those are opportunities for us when we are not, you know, because again, we mentioned last week how church can actually, the Sunday worship experience can act, is probably the most anonymous besides being watching it online. Like yeah. in person, it's the most anonymous in-person thing I think you can do in, in regard to engaging with a local church. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, that can be safe for a moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then to go with that, it's like, so we could, first of all, we could be anonymous or the other side of that coin is we could just look around and go, these are all my people and I'm good and not feel like I need to transmit anything because we've all received it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, being in those I fall guilty into Oh, without a a doubt. Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. Because... I mean, I just said it. It was like up until I realized that this is an a outside space mm-hmm. of church and work, which mm-hmm. is one and the same. Everybody, I could, I could completely isolate myself into those people, yeah, and go, "This is all my people," mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because of the nature of what we do and how involved we are in what we do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think. We need our people. Mm-hmm. We need people who have our back that can lift us up, that can pray for us. We need that. Um, but we do need to carve out uh, time, space, uh, you know, emotional energy, and <laughs> whatever you want to call that, for those who have yet to receive. Because they need to become. They've got to. Yeah. Um, it It's like I would say the people at church are the most important people for me. Mm-hmm. And then how if if these people and what I'm getting from the church is so important to me, how am I not willing to share it with mm-hmm. the people I interact with outside of those right. people? Yep, yep. So I think that's and, and there's a there's um some there's some self discipline that has to go into that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll just kind of you know uh, resort or fall back into I've got my routine, I've got my people, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um. You talk. You mentioned your therapist. My therapist would say, um, or has said to me, like, um, you know, that I need to find a way because I would kind of beat myself up about not being more available or not feeling the desire to be more available. 
Mm. Um, and you know, her thing was, Shannon, you need to find, uh, you you need to be able to sit and and be able to know the difference between when you need to rest and when you need to come out of your, you know, I'm just comfortable. You know, like you were saying, yeah. um, of I got my people, here's my people, and I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing. Um, and so that's been something I'm I'm working on is trying to uh, recognize the difference because I would kind of go swing from one side to the other. Either I don't want anybody around anybody, you know, unless I absolutely have to, or um, and and feel fine about it, or feel guilty about having to be away yeah. or separate. It, it, and see, on my end, it's um, it's so interesting because we tell people get into a community group and grow a faith community, mm-hmm. and then for me. Now that I that I have that and I love it, mm-hmm. it's super easy for me to just stay in it mm-hmm. as opposed to go outside of it and tell people how awesome it is. One of the biggest struggles I've found in leading ministry and in promoting and talking about community groups and the importance of them is when those community groups either grow too big or there's obvious people within groups that are kind of rising up that would be wonderful leaders. Mm-hmm. But when you pose the opportunity to uh, either multiply or, you know, whatever, yeah. change, yeah. <laughs> um, that has been the biggest obstacle to that is because people go, but no, we like our group. We like our yeah. time. We like our people. And I get that. And I don't want to disrupt that. Um. And I know everything has its season, you know, as well. But mm-hmm. but that is a hard that's a hard sell is to get someone who's so committed to um, a group that they formed, a relationships they formed, and be like, hey, but you have these leadership. You yeah, know. it's such a it's such a weird balance. Yeah, like, yeah. Because you know, um, I even talked to our community group about um, we have something special, and we're we need to protect it. Mm-hmm. And because we were talking about of uh, things pulling us away mm-hmm. from our uh, faith family, yeah, yep, because um, that that's where we are in the season of life is that there are going to be a lot of things that pull us away. But you also got to let those things kind. You've got mm. to expose yourself to those things to bring people in. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that is such a hard balance mm-hmm. because, and if you're not. And um, growing in the faith, like you said on Sunday, mm-hmm. you can't go out because your faith isn't strong enough to support it. Yeah, yeah. You you have to stay as tight to it as you can because you're not ready mm-hmm. to step to step a not step away, but step open out. open yourself up more. Uh, yeah, or whatever. It, I, yeah. I can't think of the right word. Yeah, but um, go into another third place. Mm-hmm. To bring people to your safe place, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, yeah, or a safe place. It doesn't necessarily have to be your safe place, yeah. But you are initiating the the understanding of you're talking about pointing people to Jesus and sharing Christ. Is you you able to share? I have a church family that I love. I have a community group of people that are like family to me, um, and your wife and children, like your you know your whole family, not just you, and you want to introduce that to them. And it doesn't have to necessarily be your church mm-hmm. or your community group, but the fact that you know Jesus and yeah. this is how you're living out your relationship with Jesus and how you are lifted up and supported in the journey, like that's the whole thing. And and so 
it's not like a, um, you know, we talk about the invite. It's not necessarily like a, a PR thing for the Porch Community Church. This is no. just, no, if you know Jesus. It's about the faith. Right. If you, if you know, the gospel, if you know the good news, it's it's not something we should keep to ourselves. If you've heard it, if you felt it, if you've lived it, you're kind of signed up to share it. Mm-hmm. And that should be the case. And so the whole idea of receivers of the gospel should be transmitters of the gospel. It's just, it's plain. And and it and if you stop at a room of transmitters mm. just talking to each other, mm-hmm. it doesn't go anywhere. It can't, because <laughs> like in radio world, if you have a bunch of transmitters mm-hmm. in a room, they cancel mm-hmm. each other out. Yeah. Like that's what, sometimes when we have a microphone go out, mm. there's so many transmitters, it'll block a signal out. And what happens if you have a whole room just of receivers, but nothing's transmitting? It doesn't work. There's nothing. Yeah. Right. I would call that the, that's the dead sea of it. It's yeah. like, just give me some information, you know, or there's one transmitter way far away and we'll just all sit here and receive it and go, hmm. But yeah, I mean, and, but you take a great community group that is full of transmitters, mm-hmm. but if all, but if they only live into that community group, they're not, they're not actually transmitting. Yeah. They're re- just receiving. Well, they're, they're canceling each other out because yeah. they're they're not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not life. It's not a yeah. It's not a, it's not a model of bearing fruit and reproducing fruit. Yeah, and I'm trying not to sound like a hypocrite of <laughs> like not of saying because I want everyone in a community mm-hmm. group and I want them to fill yes. the community, but then you also have to go out into those places of the world mm-hmm. and share mm-hmm. what you have. Not only in the church building, but also that community group, because it is so important to you. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, where it's in uh, when Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight to go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, he didn't say to the the disciples that he had gathered. He didn't look at them and say, "I want you, you guys, and and women." I mean, it was a group of people. It wasn't just the twelve. I mean, it was there it was, was a, a, of a group of people yeah. who were following. He didn't say to them. Hey, I just want you guys to continue talking about this with just each other. We're no. not sitting here right now if that happens. You're right. It's so the call is to go out. The call is to share beyond. Um and I think that's something that is a, it's a challenge for us, but it's one we need to mm-hmm. we need to take it. It's it's part of the this is part of the faith is it, it, sharing. I mean, it is literally Go, okay. Now that you understand, mm-hmm. go and tell someone. Yes, like yes. that is your next step. It's it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's so weird because, like, I we've spent so long trying to build up like the internal connections mm-hmm. and and the faith family and mm-hmm. people grow in, but you have like there has to be a season of. Okay, I understand. Now mm-hmm. I got to tell. Yeah. And, and you don't have to leave your community groups to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Not at because, all. Because I don't want people to think that. No, that's where you are fed and you yes. are equipped and you're built up and you are supported. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you go out and you you tell people why this stuff mm-hmm. is so important. Yep. Yep. I mean, and I, this whole time we're talking, I just keep thinking about my personal experience of, I was evangelized without knowing that word. And if I'd known that word then and what it was, 
what was happening, I probably would have been, I would have been like, peace out. But like, I met a friend at work and she was a believer. Yeah. And through conversations while serving tables in between shifts, hanging out, going to eat dinner, whatever, I heard about Jesus. And it was a, it was not like a, let me sit down and read through this tract with you. It was, it was just time. And it was just a real conversation that happened that's over time. That's how I met Jesus. And if, if that person had been like, okay, well, I'm a believer, but I'm going to leave that at, at church and I'm just going to go and work my shift and go home. Or if that person had been like, no, I'm a believer, so I can't work at, you know, the Olive Garden because, you know, there's... They're open on Sundays. There's o- other people there that are not Christians. Like, yeah. if there was a secluded attitude or anything like that, I mean, it was just that simple. Mm-hmm. And that's someone who was transmitting what they had received. Yeah. And that's what we should do. Um, I mean, you you look at the account, you know, we went through that whole Acts series you know, one of the things it says early on, you know, after the Holy Spirit had been, you know, poured out, was each day the Lord added to the fellowship those who are being saved. That means people were transmitting what they had received. They were mm-hmm. transmitting the gospel. They were sharing. They weren't just hanging out with one another. They were actively sharing uh, what they believed and what they lived, and it worked. Their community kept growing to the point that, again, you and I sit here today as a as a result of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of scriptures I wanted to share in regard to this, uh, receivers should be transmitters in second Timothy two, Paul tells Timothy, you've heard me teach things now go and teach these truths to other trustworthy people who'll be able to pass them on to others. Like don't just keep this stuff for yourself, pass, pass it on, transmit it. Um, also, Paul, in Romans 1, 16, he's like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. So he knows that this good news is not just a juicy tidbit of information that we're like, ooh, I wanted to know that. No, this mm. is life-changing, revolutionary, like set your world on fire in a good way information. Yeah. Um, that we are meant to share. Um, and the fact that Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it, um, that means, obviously it means what it means, but it's like, I don't know if any of us would say we're ashamed of the gospel, but I wonder how many times we are embarrassed of the gospel or we're embarrassed to share the gospel. I think we're embarrassed in the way we live into it, so we're ashamed. Uh, scared to be called a hypocrite. Mm, that's very true. That's very true. At least that's mine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, another another passage uh, or verse, because um, this is not, when I say transmitting, it's not just about giving out, shooting out information. Um, it's about inviting people into something. It's it's about love. This is what First yeah. John 4.11 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, through Jesus Christ, since God loved us that much, mm-hmm. we surely ought to love each other. We ought to love each other. So we should be transmitting that good news. We are so loved, it's good news to share with others. Mm-hmm. You know, So I just, um, you know, I love the fact that you asked that question about, you know, our third space, our third place, because um, that should be where some of our attention goes as we talk about 
Balo in this series, as we talk about casting the invitation, it's not to turn around and cast it to, you know, you go home and go, hey, Kara, let me tell you about Jesus. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, y'all talk about Jesus, great, but she's like, yeah, I know, you know, like, who are we transmitting this to mm-hmm. beyond the pond we're already living in? Yeah. You know? So, um, and and sharing the gospel, it we're meant to give it away. Um, so we receive it, but we're meant to transmit it just as much. Um, and so it's like taking what we've experienced and telling other people about it. That's 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 why you and I sit here today, right? As believers, is because others transmitted it before us. Mm-hmm. This is what being a follower of Christ is all about. We want to transmit this to others, who will then transmit it to others. Almost like a a good a good disease. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably horrible. No, I I mean... As I say transmit, I just keep thinking that. You think about both... I mean, me and you both have different coming-to-faith stories. And you think if one person hadn't have done what they did to the person that they shared the gospel Mm to, hey, we wouldn't be here, but how many other people wouldn't be in the faith? You know, because of the ripple effect of them sharing it with someone. Exactly. You know, yeah, yep. and and that's generations and generations and generations of sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. and how many multitudes of people have been affected by the gospel because someone said, "Yes, I will share what's changed my life." Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. That's good. So, porch community, if you haven't picked up on this yet in this episode, receivers of the gospel should be transmitters mm, of the gospel. That's going to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what's coming up? Uh, well, if you don't have your tickets already, you should get your tickets for the first ever inaugural father-daughter dance here at the Porch Community Woo-hoo! Church, uh, February 9th and 10th from 6 to 8. Um, you can sign up via the links in our social media mm-hmm. or the website or community news. It's out there. It's out there. I. I bought the tickets for Drew and Mallory the other day. Yep. So uh, we have some great add-ons. Uh, Kristen designed a fantastic shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our great photographer uh, Wes Sewell doing photos for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it it. I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm but, I'm very much looking forward to the opportunity for this to be something we offer to the community. Yep. So and then the and the upside. Go ahead. Uh, on top of it being it. a wonderful opportunity for fathers and daughters to spend time together and for the community to be able to do this. But the upside is all the all the proceeds, you know, after we cover whatever minimal cost we have, is uh, going into our missions fund to help, you know, support whether it's adult missions, student missions, whatever, um, or our mission connections that we have already in our community. Yeah. So that's where all our father-daughter dance Proceeds are going to go to missions to go back into the community. Yep. Um, and also, it's a low ask to invite someone to a church event. It's this, yes, it's it's as non-churchy as it could be, except that it's at a church, yep. and you get to know people that go to that church. Yep. Um, one thing I was talking to our community group about, um, the events we put on at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like Porch Fest, yes. father-daughter dance and stuff like that. Someone, we might be the best, I don't know, but can do just as good, if mm-hmm. not better, whatever that event is. Yep. And it's not about the event. Yep. 
it's about getting people here. Yeah. And not even the Knowing Porch Community Church. But coming to a place that they know that they are loved and there is a one true God that loves them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like getting them to come across that threshold and experience the love of Christ. Right. And I've said this before. We pro- Many of us take for granted what it, what goes into getting in the car, driving here, parking, walking through the front door, and walking into the auditorium. It is. For a, some people, it is a huge battle, spiritual battle, emotional battle, um, and or and just uncomfortable for some people for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so, keeping that in mind is important. And 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 that's why we do these events. It's not mm-hmm. so we can have one, right? Like. Yeah. There, there are plenty of fall festivals and father daughter dances mm-hmm. to go to. Yep. It's it's really we have the passion for our community to feel the love of Christ. And and that's why we do these. Yes. VBS is the same way. You know, there are people that do it just as well, if not better than us. Mm-hmm. But it's because there are so many people that still don't know that Jesus loves them. Yep. That we have the opportunity to do it as well. And get and get people through the door of a of a church for the first time ever, or the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. or they come every day and then they finally experience it. Yep, for sure, for sure. So we have a lot more events that uh, you mentioned on Sunday that we have coming up, like um, Journey Weekend. Yeah. So this is something we started. I think this will be our third year. I think so. Um, Third or fourth, actually. Yeah. So we call it, it's the journey weekend. It's um, basics of Christianity, the foundational aspects of faith. Who is God? Who's the Holy Spirit? Who's Jesus? Um, What is the church? Um, But we wrap it into a weekend experience for our fifth through eighth graders. Mm -hmm. And... um, and so they're they're in the small groups. There's times of worship. There's times of discussion. There's free time. There's it's just a fun opportunity to. We're here at the church. Um, we're here for one night on Friday night, and then we're here through you know, into the early evening on Saturday, and then we let the students go home and come back Sunday and um, celebrate that. But it's just going to be a great opportunity. So that's uh, March first and second uh, this year. So if you have a fifth through eighth grade student, you want to sign them up, you can do sign that. Up, sign up will go live on Sunday, I think. Okay, so it's not out yet? No, it's coming. Not, not quite yet. Yep. Um, it's a coming. Yep. Yeah. And then there are other great things. As we're building to Easter, there mm-hmm. are other great things on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to discuss them on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have the list in front of me right yeah. now, but there are so many things that we have coming up mm-hmm. that are great opportunities to bring someone to experience the love that you feel from Christ. Yes. And that's just a snippet of what you can do. Like we're just saying, we want you to be people who invite. And then as as the church, we're saying, and here's some options for you to do that, but they're not all encompassing. Yeah. Of course. Well, because I mean, then we got to get into the part of like, yeah, because now now that you've invited them and they've come, you have to come alongside them and help them mm-hmm. grow and you have to grow and yep. you have to dig deeper in your faith be able to help them to grow into their faith. Mm-hmm. And I For mean, sure. it, it's it's an important thing to invite someone to church because of the responsibility mm-hmm. it has. Yep. You know? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, um, thanks for hanging in there today. It was a good conversation. Uh, thank you folks for uh, tuning in, being a part of this 
ministry that we get to do. I look forward to seeing you this Sunday and talking to you again in the next episode. Josh, thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys later. See you, bye. Bye. Go transmit. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage you to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.